Good morning to the ladies, and I mean ladies. Happy Mother's Day. If, I said that to my sister, one of my sisters yesterday who's never had any kids, and she just kind of balked. And I'm like, look, you mother somebody. So there, you know, hush and take the, take the, the greetings and salutations. <laughs> I know for a fact she mothers my niece. You know, so uh, if you if you give, if you interact with other people, if you're breathing and you're female in some way or another, you 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 mother some kind some kind of way. And um, if you um, are missing your mama right now, and this is kind of tough, I pray in the name of Jesus that that when Jesus was in the garden. And he was going through the struggle about whether or not to go on with the cross and all of that. Like, God, this is hard. And when he, after he finished praying, the angels ministered to him. My prayer is that the angels of the living God would minister to the deep and the tender and the tough, painful places in your heart and in your life. And um, if you're physically not a mother, I pray the same thing. And if you physically are a mother, hey, I pray the same thing because we need it, <laughs> whether your children are little or whether they're adults, you know. Um, so happy Mother's Day, and may the love of God fill your heart, and may the power of God fill you to do what he's called you to do. So there, now I want to just say that the folks, Jackie and... Brother Adasi and somebody else, somebody else had a testimony? Uh, yes, 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 Allegra, excuse me. They just pretty much was, the, they were the object lesson, and we didn't plan it that way. Just God is just good like that, like we sang. To have testimonies to kind of illustrate what I wanted to talk about today, and, and that is prayer. And I didn't prepare some slides or whatever, because you got your Bibles and your devices, and I, and I might ask you to help me look for something, So because we're all family here, right? Okay, so if I were to give this a title, it probably would be something like Intimacy with God, Stand and Deliver. And Luke, I believe it's one. I'm going to do a lot of reading and maybe not so much talking but on my own, but I'm going to do a lot of reading. But this is, this is the story um, when the angel came and visited Mary. We all look, kind of look at this at, around Christmas time, but we're going to look at this today. Um, let me find where I want to start. Luke 1, 26. Let me pray first. Lord God, our Father, Lord, I just ask you, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to share with my brothers and sisters. Pray, Lord, that you would help me to hear what it is you want me to say and say what it is that you want us all to hear and then accept and then obey and then live out in our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So Luke chapter... Chapter 1, verse 26 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 
to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Ladies, now this is going to be for everybody, but I'm going to specifically talk to the ladies. But the rest of you, you guys, you listen up too. So first of all, ladies, God knows your name. God knows your name. He knows your name. He knows you. He knows where you are, who you are, what you're thinking, what you're going through, what you've been through. He knows what he has planned for you. God knows our name. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Ladies, God is with us and for us. And he is speaking to us. He has something he wants to say to us. He speaks to us daily through his word and in nature and by his spirit. The thing is, are we listening? And then after we listen, will we obey? I think that the Lord is calling us to prayer in a way that we haven't thought of. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 60 years old. I became a Christian when I was somewhere around 17, 18. It was the fall of 1977. I graduated from high school, started UNCG. That fall, I met some Christians, met some godly people who were on fire for God. I heard the word preached. I responded and accepted Christ into my life. So do the math. 77, somewhere around close to 40 or over 40 years, something like that. Well, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, for I'm just I'm just messing this. Thank you for real. <laughs> and you know what? It really it really doesn't matter about the math. What I want us to think on is that the Lord knows us. The Lord is calling us to prayer in a way. If you already pray, that is wonderful. I think the Lord is saying more. If you don't pray, it's okay. He wants you to pray. And if you already pray a lot, he wants, he wants more. And I'm not necessarily meaning more hours on your knees or more hours, whatever posture you take. I think he wants more of our attention in a day as we do what we do so that, as we like to say, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. But if we have our own agenda and if we are the Lord of our own schedules, then sometimes maybe the Lord's hands and feet maybe get tangled up, don't necessarily get to where he wants them to go and do necessarily what he wants them to do. So let me rein myself back in and finish reading the scripture. So there was the greeting. The angel, and the angel said, the Lord is with you. Now, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I promise I'm not going to stop it every time. But sometimes when the Lord speaks to us, we have questions. And sometimes when we pray, we have questions. And sometimes when the answer comes or seems like it didn't come, we have questions. And that's okay because God is not knocked off the throne by our questions. The angel said to Mary, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, 
And the Lord is saying to us, do not be afraid, Mary, or whatever our name is. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Well, I said earlier that I think I think in this day and time and not just us here at PIC, but I think from things I've been reading and hearing that in in the in the world. All over the place, the Lord is doing things concerning prayer. Let me just put this little nugget. Why don't you Google sometime? What is it? 24 seven prayer. Anybody ever heard? I say 24 seven prayer. That's just one little thing um, that I have heard of recently where people just kind of like establish prayer rooms and they pray 24 seven and just incredible things happen. But, you know, you don't have to do that. I mean, when we pray, as we saw, as we heard with, with Jackie's testimony, when we pray, the Lord, the Lord hears and he answers some kind of way. And, and the, and the Allegra and, 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 and uh, Joseph asking us to pray. I think, I think the reason that uh, uh, Benny is asking for prayer is that um, that young man knows that prayer works. Okay? And, and you all, uh, the Langs, you know, they went through some things. I'm getting ahead of myself, but since I've started, since I'm going to go ahead. Sometimes we pray and we don't always get the answers that we are hoping for, but that doesn't mean that we should stop praying. I prayed for my daddy when he was dying of uh, kidney failure. We prayed and prayed and prayed that he would get a transplant, and he did. But he, but eventually, not many days after that, he um he died. I mean, I fasted and prayed and everything. Fast, family fasted and prayed and everything. He just died, dead. I mean, he didn't he didn't come back. Nobody, mm-mm, he's dead. And um, I mean, I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying sometimes we pray, and we don't get the answers we want. I mean, my 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 youngest brother took his life. Oh my God. And I don't, I don't say, oh, my God. I don't say that. But in this instance, I'm saying, oh, my God. I needed him to help me because months before he took his life, I was praying and fasting and seeking God and on my face at, at the house, calling out to God, knit our family together, knit our family together, heal our family. And then a little bit after, you know, around the 4th of July that, that year, he took his life. I'm like, what in the world? God... I mean, I was down. I was down. I was in a dark, deep, dark, low, low, low place. Mm-mm. But somebody prayed. I was praying, and I know some other people prayed. And even though my brother didn't die in- instantly, and I was pleading like a ch- like a flat out child, God, you know how you know. Well, back in the day, back in the day when we were little. I can remember one of my siblings, not me, but one of my siblings getting in trouble and getting ready to get a, a switching, a whooping, and they would be begging for deal like, oh, oh, I won't do it again. I please, please, please. Honest to goodness. Now, I, I see Miss Shirley and Debbie exchanging looks at me. <laughs> I remember pleading like a child with God, if you love me, please don't take my breath. Please. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. But the thing that did happen is that 
the Lord picked me up and my family up and moved us from that place. I mean, spiritually and, and emotionally. That's what I'm talking about. We have, we have loss. We pray and we have loss. We have, we have ugly situations at our work. You know, make you want to go off on somebody really bad and end up in jail. You know, but I'm not trying to go to jail. But, but the thing is, is that the Lord wants to be intimate with us to a greater degree. He wants to be intimate with us way beyond that we're able to think and comprehend. But if we, if we dare to go there, even knowing and trusting that he knows our name and he knows what's best for us and, and that he has highly favored us, if we will just go with him and, and let him overshadow us with his word and his purposes and his plans, then at the, at the proper time, we can stand and deliver what he's put within us. So let me go on down a little bit further. Hmm. Hmm. Mary said, how will this be? Since I'm a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So, yes, the Lord knows our name. He knows where we are. And besides knowing our name, he has favored us. He has graced us with his word. He's promised us his spirit. His word is in us. His word is alive. If we, the word says in John, if we remain in him and his word remains in us, we can be intimate with God through his word. And he wants that for us. He wants that for us. He has plans and purposes for us that maybe don't even cross our minds or we might be like, Mary, but how can this be? How can I stand up in front of my church people? If they, if they, if they knew what I did on the way home the other day when that car, when that vehicle pulled out in front of me, Usually, or a lot of times when I'm driving, you know, and I see something and I'll start praying, Lord, bless that person in front of me. All that person zoomed around me, Lord, bless them. Say, if they're not saved, Lord, save them. Lord, if they are saved, strengthen them, encourage them. Or if I see an ambulance, come, Lord, minister that situation, help the ambulance drivers be with the person inside, touch me, heal. No, but the other day, that's sometimes, but the other day when I was on the way home from work and I was tired, and I had some worship music on in the car. And that vehicle pulled out from the Dollar General, that, that, old, that truck with that big trailer thing on the back, and pulled out in front of me, and then I had to slow down. And something rose up in me, and I'm going to tell you right now, it was not the Holy Spirit. And I zoomed around on the, left side of, on the left side of that car. In town, in this little town car, zoomed around on the left side of the car and just took off. And then just as soon as I got past, that vehicle turned left. Wasn't even behind me anymore. Then I was behind this little red pickup. That was, and, and it was like the speed limit was 35, and I declared he had to be going like 20. And then there was a dude behind me in this great big old truck with a, what's that, that flag thing on the front of it? He was on my tail. 
And I'm like, okay, Lord, first of all, <laughs> forgive me for reacting in my flesh. Because when I got to thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I could have gotten a ticket. I could have had a wreck. I could have caused the other people with the truck and the trailer thing to wreck. And, and, you know, and it just would have been my fault. Just that quick, I was out of spirit. Just that quick. And I just, and then immediately I was slowed down and hemmed in. I'm like, oh, Lord, first, forgive me. First thing, Lord, just forgive me. And I prayed for the person in front of me because I felt like I could see him looking. Now, it might just be me. You know how sometimes we have false thoughts. I mean, we think them, but it's not the truth. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, that dude in in front of me is going slow on purpose. And that dude behind me is riding my tail on purpose. So it's like. Lord, so I pray for the dude in front of me in this little red truck, and I pray for the dude behind me in this great big truck. And then after I repented, I pray for the dude that drove off that had pulled off in front of me in the truck. And I'm like, Lord. And Mike and I tease sometimes about how our first reaction, our first response is not always prayer, praise, or worship. I wish it were so. <laughs> and that's my goal in life. But you know what? When we miss it, we ask forgiveness, and we go on with the Lord. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't stay in that state. I moved on. But my point here in reading this scripture is that God knows our names. He wants us to be intimate with him. He wants us to access his power. He wants to overshadow us. He wants us. He wants us. So he can do what only God does. He can do. We can't do. Mary couldn't do that herself. She didn't even know how God was going. Well, how can these things be? Since I'm, you know, sometimes we go there. Well, how can this be? Since I'm, so I'm like, how can I stand up in front of the church? Since I did that, or how can I be a good so and so? Since I, or how can I do such and such? Since I, it's like, eventually, the eventually though, Mary got to. I'm your servant. Whatever you say, and that's what the Lord wants for us. That's what the Lord wants for us. Whatever you say, Lord. What does your word say? Whatever you say, Lord. What is your spirit saying? Whatever you say, Lord. Whatever you say. Here I am, Lord. Whatever. Lord, what are you saying? Help me to be still. Help me to be quiet so I can hear what you're saying, so I can receive your grace and power, so I can do what you say, so I can stand and deliver. Mary eventually delivered. But before she did, she went and got with Elizabeth. We need the fellowship of the saints. We need each other. I mean, y'all know this. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but this is what I got. So here you go. We need the saints. We need each other. We, 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 need, we need to help each other. Get with God. Stay with God. Pray through. We need to encourage each other. That's why I appreciate the testimonies this morning. Mary took some time to go and be with Elizabeth, and they encouraged each other, and they were strengthened, and they went on. So I want to leave that story, that passage of Scripture, and go to 2 Chronicles. This is one of my favorite Scriptures, and I've been kind of here for a while, and well, before, before I go there, I just remembered something. Don't, I want to read something from my Bible. Let me find where I was first. Luke. 
I want to read the commentary. Oopsie, excuse me. This is the, the, the commentary uh, on the scripture, uh, Luke 1, 25 through 56. It sums it up. There is a wonder surrounding Mary, the mother of Jesus, that transcends traditional religious thought. That she was a privileged vessel chosen to bear God's son is wonder enough. For she is a participant in the miracle of the incarnation at a level no other human being can comprehend. So Mary's at a whole level that we will never ex experience. But it is clear that she did not claim to understand it herself, but simply worshipped God in humble acknowledgement of the phenomenon engulfing her existence. My soul glorifies the Lord, she exclaims. We can hardly fathom the bewildering moments she experienced. One, when Simeon prophesied future mental, emotional suffering. Two, when she and Joseph spoke with Jesus after they thought he was lost in Jerusalem. Three, when Ju Jesus, her son, gently rebuffed her at the wedding in Cana. Four, when Jesus seemed to reject her and, and his brother's efforts at helping him, though they clearly misunderstood him at that time. These instances prompt our learning the wisdom of persistence and obedience in following God's basic directive on our lives. Even when the details of the outworking of his will are unclear or mystifying. Mary is also a study in the pathway forward in God's will. She might have sought elevation in position among those who saw Jesus for who he was, Messiah, but instead... She remained steadfast with him all the way to the cross rather than protect herself. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm self-protecting. I'm the, I'm the biggest weenie you ever saw, scared stiff over a, lot, over a lot of stuff a lot of times, at least over the course of my life. So I'm all for self-protection, but I have found out that I'm not a very good protector of anything or anybody, especially myself. So I might as well just go and put my trust in the Lord. And I'm encouraging the rest of us to do that too. Mary obediently joined others of Jesus, others of Jesus's disciples in the upper room, waiting as he commanded for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So Mary is a model of responsive, responsive obedience, one who who lived her own directive to the servants, who lived out her own directive to the servants at Cana. Timeless advice for all ages: do whatever he tells you. So that's pretty much kind of what I was what I was saying. And the Lord's got stuff that he wants to say to us. Are we listening? And as we listen, will, will we obey? All righty. Let me find my scripture. Okay. In 2 Chronicles, if, you'll want, if you want to turn there, 2 Chronicles, where Solomon uh, prays um, the prayer of dedication for the temple that he had built I'm going to read some scriptures from there and end in early in chapter 7. 2 so, so, um, Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12. 
Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Now he had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, do that, okay. And then he said, this is verse 14, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised, and with your hand you have fulfilled it as it is today. He's praying. Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep your servant David, my father. Keep for your servant David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said, You shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your descendants are careful in all they do to walk before me according to my law, as you have done. And now, Lord, the God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David come true. But but will God really dwell on earth with humans? The heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Yet, Lord my God, give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence. May your eyes be open toward this temple day and night, this place of which you said you would put your name there. May you hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place hear from heaven your dwelling place and when you hear forgive Solomon knew that the people needed forgiveness we need to recognize that at any given moment we probably need forgiveness So verse 22 says, when anyone wrongs their neighbor and is required to take an oath and they come and swear the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act. Judge between your servants, condemning the guilty and bringing down on their heads what they have done and vindicating the innocent by treating them in accordance with their innocence. 24, when your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you, And when they turn back and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication before you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land you gave to them and their ancestors. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray toward this place and give praise to your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, Then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plagues come to the land or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when enemies besiege them in any way of their cities, whatever disaster or disease may come. And when a prayer or plea is made by anyone among your people, Israel, being aware of their afflictions and pains and spreading out their hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive and deal with everyone according to all they do, since you know their hearts, for you alone know the human heart, so that they will fear you. 
and walk in obedience to you all the time they live in the land you gave our ancestors. He goes on and then in chapter 7, verse 11, says, when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, now see, Solomon said a whole bunch of stuff in dedicating the temple in that long, that prayer. He prayed a lot of things and a lot of it dealt with when this happens and, um, and because your people have sinned. And then they turn back to you and they repent, then hear them and heal them. When I was reading that and thinking about that a few weeks ago, I was thinking about the time that we live in. And I'm not going to try and even remember a lot of it I haven't seen, but just I'm not even going to just try and name off stuff that's going on in the world that we see on TV because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world that we see on TV. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that we don't see on TV. And then there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that is just goes on with us. I could probably bore you to tears with all the stuff that's going on with me. I mean, you just flat out and just say, would you stop? Make her, somebody make her stop. I mean, I could, I could do that. And you could too. Just raise your hand if you could tell me just right off the top of your head about five things that's going on with you. Easy. I see Jordan on here. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, we all got stuff. Yes, miss, we all have stuff. We all have stuff. Every one of us. We, we have stuff, but that's okay. God knows we have stuff. And he wants to be all up in it. I keep, I don't know why, I keep hearing that the, the, the name of the store, Victoria's Secret. And it's like, this is no secret. Just like with Victoria's Secret, there ain't no secrets. All right? So anyway, I don't know why. But anyway, I don't think there's anything prophetic in that. Yeah, no secret. No secret. God wants us, like, up in here. He, he wants over us, telling us, just like a mama with a baby. Just all up in here, all up in there. And at the same time, I know for my kids, oh Lord, when, I'm, when I'm singing those little lullabies, some of them I knew, some of them I made up, and laying hands on them, and praying, and speaking life into them, that one right there and his sister, praying God bless them, save them at a young age. Lord, protect them from the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, help them in school. Lord, send them spouses. Send them godly friends praying over that child, praying over that child in the relationship with their dad, praying over their relationship with their uh, extended family, praying over their education and their future work, but mostly praying over them and their walk with God. God wants us up in here with him. He's got stuff that he wants to say to us. He's got stuff that he wants us to do. He wants us cradled in his arms. He wants us receiving his breath and his Holy Spirit. He wants us empowered with his word. He wants us empowered with his spirit because he wants us to grow up and be his hands and feet in the world that has no answer, no hope, no answer, no life nothing the world has nothing nothing no thing nothing not a zilch did I say nothing 
nothing. But every one of us in here, young men, older ladies, men, wherever you are, all of us, God has things we can't even take unless we spend time with him in prayer. And sometimes the prayer has to be as we're going about our business. I figured it out. I spend about a day on the road traveling back a whole almost eight hours every week in the car between Fayetteville and my house in Robbins. That's not the only time I pray, but I do pray in that car. I pray in the, in the, laying in the bed. Up in my chair, and the funny thing is, is when I get up in the morning to go get in the chair to pray, that's lots of times when I go to sleep. You see, the <laughs> devil does not want God's people intimate with him. He does not. He does not. He does not. Anything that can be a distraction, anything, ourselves, our family members, you think you see a bug crawling on the floor, it's just a design in the, in the woodwork. Anything, random thoughts trickling through your mind. Mike and I were laughing the other day, sitting down to pray, and all kinds of things from you don't know where that stuff came from. Coming to your mind. And some of it's good. Well, what I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight, so I'm going to eat something low carb for breakfast. What I got in there? You know. God wants a greater degree of intimacy with us. He's got some things that he wants us to be able to stand and deliver in this world, in this life. Young men, where you go to school, the teams you play with, the friends and the people you know and will meet, God has things that he wants in your life, you don't. You need to have a relationship with God. Yes, your daddy is a preacher. Yes, your mom is a godly woman. But you better know how to call on God yourself. We need to know how to call on God ourselves. Yes, we need each other. We need, we need the fellowships of the saints. But the things that we give ourselves to, our schedules, our pocketbooks, our wallets, our whatever it is, we better be sure that when something rolls up in here that's big, nasty, and ugly, that we can get a prayer through and that we can hear God. Because all it takes is for a split second. How dumb was that for me to swerve around that car yesterday, that truck with the trailer thing? How dumb? What a mess. I could not be standing here. I could be in jail for a legal, an illegal move. We need to cry out to the God of our fathers, meaning Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Cry out to him, God, I don't know what you mean for me concerning prayer, but I want it. I don't know what, you, I don't know what that looks like, Lord. Lord, how can that be? Mary said, Lord, how can that be? Lord, you see my schedule. How can, I, how can that be? Lord, you see the babies. Lord, how can that be? Lord, you see my desire. How can that be? Lord, you see my affliction. How can that be? If we are still living, if we can still think, I think those two are about all we need. I remember reading a book one time by Francine Waters a long time ago, and it was historical fiction. So 
Anyway, the crux of the matter was there was this woman in the book, and she was a godly woman, and all, everything had broken out in her life and family and with her kids and stuff. It was back in the time when, um, uh, Andrew just came in, when they had like the, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know history that good, but the Coliseum and, and you know, they'd put people in to fight and stuff like that and, and they'd mock people and they would torture people and then people made sport of it or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, something like that. So anyway, this godly woman, something happened to her and she fell ill and she was paralyzed. All she could do was just lay there, but she could still think and she knew God and she could pray. And although that basically she was just like sitting or laying, that's about all, and she was alive. That's about all she could do physically that other people could see. But the sister prayed. The, I mean, marriages were falling apart and people were dying and getting killed and just all manner of evil was, were, was going on. All man, evil was. All manner of evil was going on. And she prayed. And on down in the story, Somehow or another, she gets restored, and, the, and you know, things worked, worked out in, in the family. I'm just saying that we need to be like Mary. Lord, I don't know what all you have in store. I don't know how you're going to do it. All I know is that I want to obey what you're calling me to. That's what I'm saying, saints. The Lord, I believe, is calling us to a new level of intimacy with him because he's got some things that he wants to do in the earth. Our government, elected officials, I'm sorry, they can do what they want to do. And some of that stuff is good and some of it not so good. My point is, is that we serve the good, good father. We serve the good, good father. And there are people out there who need the good, good father. And we're the ones to tell them. We're the ones to tell them. We are the ones. I'm going to bring this in. I'm going to share some stuff. Um, It's been going on with me. Number one, with my work, Lord, help me to bring this in. With my work, just this little testimony of what's been going on. Uh, I've talked to several people over the about 14 months I've been in my current position. I'm a faculty person at Fayetteville State. I've been there for going on eight years. But January last year, I took a new position, so I'm in a supervisory position. Uh, so I'm running people and budgets and stuff. Don't, I don't even know what budget codes with what. Or, I don't know a whole lot of stuff. But I've been learning. It's been hard. I've been learning. Um, but because I, I, I know, how many of you taking spiritual gifts Assessments, tests, whatever. Okay, so I have two. So I've known over the years that I had some leadership qualities. So I thought it would be a good idea to pray and ask the Lord one day, some years ago. I think maybe I shared this with you all before. I said, Lord, because I've heard somewhere, some documentary or something, that humans use only a fraction of their brains. You know, we use only a fraction of our potential. So I got the bright idea. This is like, God, I want you to use me to my full potential. I want you to just use me however way you want to use me, Lord, and sharpen my leadership skills, and on and on and on I went with the Lord. Meanwhile, this position that I'm in, before I got there, the person was making moves to leave, and I was making moves to do volunteer work on the state level in special education, you know, and learn some leadership skills that way with a lady that I'm familiar with 
volunteering my own time in my own way, and she was going to hold my hand the whole time, Christian lady. That was going to be awesome. I learned some leadership skills in special education, you know, volunteering, and keep my faculty position. But the man of my dreams, that tall, dark, and handsome man back there. Not Andrew, the other one. That other one right there. He's got, he's got dark hair. He's got dark hair. No, honey, I think, I think you should apply for that position. Now, I tell people, and I, I need to stop it, but I have told people, and I'm not telling you all this today, I'm just, but I'm telling you what I've told other people. I've told other people that don't give me three pieces of paper at once because I, I don't have organizational skills. No, I'm creative. Give me something that I can start this morning and wear it this evening. You know, and don't get, and I can look at the pattern and I can come up with something that works for me. It may not necessarily follow the pattern, but that's okay. You know, that's the kind of person I, creative and fun. And long story short, I got in this leadership position because my honey, you know, says, I think you should apply for that position. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to apply. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm just going to apply. Well, about five people applied, about three of them dropped out, and then the, Two of us left, and I was voted in unanimously. So that's how I got positioned. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Oh, Lord, what in the world? <laughs> so, and, and I had prayed for a large salary um, increase. Well, I got that. And all the privileges of responsibility <laughs> that go with it. I mean, I've been investigated. I had to let some people go. I've been investigated by HR for uh, 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 discrimination. The two people I let go were black women. So there. I mean, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> oh, and a whole host of other things. I'm learning something new, or at least hearing about something that I should be learning or should have learned. And it's documented in research for those people who know that people in my position don't generally get trained. But at the same time, it's like, like the or one of the hardest jobs on campus, on the university campus. Yes. So I'm like... Lord, I'm like Mary, Lord, how can, how can this be? Honestly, I was like, about every other week, sometimes two or three weeks or a month would go by, and it's like, Lord, did, did I make a mistake? Did I just presumptuously just take this job thinking that I should, I should be in here? So long story short, about three weeks or so ago, a month or so ago, I was just crying out to the, to the Lord because every little bit I was, I was waffling back and forth. Oh, I'm where God wants me to be. Oh, God, I think I made a mistake. I need to get out of this. This is, this is too much. This is going to kill me. I just can't, don't think I can do this. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I think, and that's what everybody kept saying. And I'm like, yes. And then I go to work, and it's like, oh, Lord, I, I think you need to take me. I, I, think, I think I made a mistake, Lord. I, and so I got tired of that. And it's like, look, so I just dug in. I'm like, God, I need you to speak to me because I feel like I'm in unbelief. I feel like I'm wavering. I feel like I'm using too much energy going back and forth, back and forth. So, Father, would you please? I was almost like, Lord, would you just please? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for wavering. But would you please just one more time, just one more time, would you just confirm this thing, yes or no, for me? And I will do whatever you say. And so I waited. I was waiting. I was waiting. I'm saying, okay, God. Yeah, right. I'm waiting. I'm, like, I'm watching. I'm on alert. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then one day, 
One day, actually, I think I had seen what I'm getting ready to tell you before I got to this prayer. One day, I was, I was walking across campus, and I saw this young, young, young kid, this dude, with a backpack, pouchy, drawstring thing on his back that said crew. Anybody know what crew stands for? Campus Crusade for Christ. And so I was trying to flag him down, but he had these thingies in his ears, so he turned around. He didn't see me, so anyway. So that set me to searching on the Internet over the next few weeks. You know, where's where's crew? Is there a local one? Do we have anything like that on our campus? That put me in touch with, I saw, saw something on the internet about crew and that they have an initiative to reach out to HBCUs. I didn't know that, which my university is a historically black university college. Colleges, that's what HBCU stands for. So then I found about a conference because my husband had said, you need to go to a conference or something. So I found a conference, it was in Idaho. And so he changed his mind. It's like, no. That's <laughs> well, I kind of sort of changed it myself and then said, no, it's, it's in Idaho. It's not a good time. <clears throat> Money's not right. No. But I had called to get some information about the thing. And while I was talking to the guy I was talking to out in Idaho, he said, well, have you seen such and such a book? And I'm like, yes, I haven't ordered it yet. He said, well, let me send it to you. I'm like, okay, wow, free, free book. Yes, indeed. And he said, oh, and can I pray for you before you get off the phone? Now, I'm at work. And so uh, I don't generally take a whole lot of calls when I'm at work. But I, I, ca I called him. I think maybe it was my lunch time or something or other. So I called. And he said, may I pray for you? I'm like, okay. Here's this stranger. You know, he wants to pray for me and send me a free book. Okay, Lord. Hmm. So the book comes. And I'm not going to read it cause, right away because I'm working. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I get sick. And so the, when the, the day the book came, I had taken, I had gone to work late, got some medicine. Medicine was making me drowsy. So as soon as work was over, I went home and I sat down and said, I'm not going to work tomorrow. And I didn't. So that n Monday night, I started reading the book and it's like, oh. And then Tuesday, I sat in my prayer chair and between, and took my medicine, which made me sleepy. <laughs> so between sleep, me medicine sleep, you know, whenever I wake up, I read some of the book. And just the, the, the crux of the book is, it's, a, it's called A Grander Story, and it's about faculty people like me, Mr. Dossi, Christians who are Christians first on their campuses and professors after that, whatever, and about how God uses them on their campus as they let the Lord in control of their lives. I read that book that day. And I went to work the next day and came home and finished it. I'm like, okay, all right here now. I think God has spoken. I believe I am where I am supposed to be. I think I'm supposed to be using this microphone, but uh, maybe I should just lay it down. Okay, so I'll just leave it on. Okay, all right. So I read the book and I'm praying, praying, and praying. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm I'm feeling this now, and I'm. I'm like, okay, okay, yes, yes, I am where I'm supposed to be. I am, I am, I am. Till God says go, till he says go, I'm here. And he's going to help me. I knew that, but I just needed some help. We just need to help each other. And I got, he got, sent me some help from this dude out in Idaho somewhere through this little book that I got for free. And at the same time, for some reason, I think I had started reading that book, that, that scripture in Chronicles. And... Um, and one of the things is like one of the things in the book is like opening your home to faculty people and and students and being hospitable. It's like, but I live an hour and fifteen minutes from my from my school from my work. How can I be hospitable, Lord? What do you want me to do? I mean, there are all kinds of different things that the people were talking about that they, 
you know, prayed, and God said, do this, that, and the other. I'm like, God, but what can I do? I don't even live there. I mentioned to Michael about moving, so we're praying on it. <laughs> and that's as far as that went. It's in the prayer bucket, and it's just sitting there. <laughs> it's just sitting there, you know. I don't even think about it most days, so. I mean, he's coaching in, in Robbins. I don't think we want to work, live one pl- person in one place and one another. I, I pretty much know that that's a no-no. So anyway, somehow or another, I started getting this desire to pray. Oh, yeah, there it is. Thank you, Lord. So I'm reading this. I've read the book. I'm feeling better health-wise and about, okay, so I'm supposed to be here. So then my husband with his wonderful self and our pastor, so our network that we belong with gives free resources to the pastor. So pastor got these couple of books, and he gave one of them to Michael. Michael comes home and says, here, read this. This was about a week ago? Only two, the red book, about two weeks ago. And I'm like, now the book that I read, the free book, was only about like that. But Michael comes home and was like, like this right here. And I'm like, it's at the end of the semester. We're trying to grade, trying to get done. No, I'm staying up late. I'm getting up in the middle of the night. I'm getting up early, trying to get to work. No, I, no, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. you read it. No, I'm giving it to you to read. I'm like, mm-mm. see, the thing is, like I said, when I want to do something, especially creative, I want it like done. So I knew if I got a good book, my pattern is if I have a good book, I want to read it till it's done. But it's the end of school year. And I don't have time to be reading anything till it's done. I need to be doing my work. So that weekend we had to travel somewhere. So I started reading the book and the book was on prayer. The book is on how if God's people would just pray. If God's people would just pray. If we would devote ourselves to prayer like we devote ourselves to other things. And you know what your other things are. I know what mine are. A whole bunch of stuff. But if we would just let God have control of our schedules. More so than we are now. And I don't know what that looks like to you. I'm not trying to tell you how to run your business. I'm trying to tell you take your business to the foot of the cross and let God whisper to you, even in the midst of your business. You can have the baby's legs jacked up, wagging the babies behind, but God might be wanting to speak to you instead of you just freaking out over what you got to do right here or stressing out over what you got to do. You know, if you tune in to God while you're doing your business right here, God might be speaking to you something, you know, or whatever else you might be doing. He might. He just might. So I started reading the book. I started hearing all these testimonies about people praying in these prayer rooms and stuff. And it's like God started dealing with me. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm just just trying to get done with school. I'm trying to get to July. So I have my little time off. (laughs) And long story short, how did it come about? I can't remember how it came about. But I just decided, okay, some, somehow or another, it escapes me right now. It's like, okay, I want to pray. Oh, I know. Our school is in its sesquicentennial. Say that big word, sesquicentennial. We're celebrating our 150th year. Yeah, this idea popped into, I, I had this idea that we need to pray. I know what it is also. Our department, the College of Education, we're just low on funds. We're low on students. We're low on morale. We're just struggling, as are a lot of colleges of education around the nation. And so... We're struggling. We have tons and tons of work and not enough people, and we're all just kind of tired. And, and we've been uh, having big 
celebrations concerning our 150th year, our university started as a school for, to educate uh, free black children, and then eventually, in its early days, uh, became a teacher's college. So our university started out as a teacher's college, and the College of Education is probably the least recognized unit on the campus. And um, uh, uh, seven men, and most of them godly men, pulled together their money, and, uh, and them, the money that they pulled was $136. Back in 1860, the late 1860s, that might as well have been $136 million. But it was $136 regular dollars. And from there, the teachers college and now FSU. So I got the idea that we, we need to pray. Number one, we need to just pray. And then I think the day after, two days after that, it's like 136 hours of prayer from reading that, little, that red prayer book that my husband gave me through Pastor Stephen. How about get together some people and we pray for 136 hours. So as it stands now, June 10th, next month, starting at 7 o'clock in the evening and going to that Saturday 11 o'clock in the 11 o'clock in the morning there's going to be prayer and in the uh free speech zone because it's free Felicia it's free I don't have to pay for anything the free speech zone around the student center is free so I found talk with the legal people and people can gather from anywhere and stand in those places and I'm asking people to pray for the College of Education and for Fayetteville State University FSU and I have, a, I went through the 24-7 prayer website and registered us. It's called Pray 136. So you can go online. I have to give you a link. I'm asking you, I'm asking you to join with me. And if you want to come to Fayetteville and bring a group and pray any time of the day and night, let me know. Fine. If you think, oh, not so much, but I will pray. I'm not going to Fayetteville, but I will pray. You can, I'll send you a link and you can go online and say, yes, I can pray. Then if you don't do the whole online thingy, but you want to say, I want to pray, then you can just tell me, Cynthia, I want to pray such and such a time, and, you know, for the, for the prayer effort for FSU and for the College of Education. We need, we need funds. We have, people, we have people and organizations giving $500,000, a million dollars to business and whatever and whatever. And College of Ed, we, we might get $50,000 and not even get recognized for it. Or you know, or or you know, a couple thousand. Then that's good, but we but we need more, and we need people, we need teachers, and we need students to come. And I'm like, well, then we need to pray. I'm praying for everything else. We need to pray. So, drawing this together, would you all help me pray for the College of Education for Fayetteville State University? And as we get ready to close, if you've got something that you want prayer for, then we will take time to pray here at the end. I do want to pray a blessing over the women. And if you have something other than that, then we will pray for that too. I, I just want to reiterate, I, I am in no way, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, what, Lord? You want me to do, you want me to do what? Ay, yeah, yeah. People, people are coming. I want some students. Lord, I don't know any students. I asked one question. I got four students. Well, actually, I, before I asked the question, two students just came to my office on an errand. I say, are y'all interested? Y'all, do y'all pray? Y'all go to church? And they're like, yeah. So you're interested in helping me with such? And they're like, yeah. So they gave me their numbers. And then I asked the faculty person, you know any students that might pray? She said, yeah. So I told those two students. I'm like, yeah. 
So things are falling in line. The, the person out in Idaho that sent me the book, the free book, he's already signed up for Time to Pray using the online tool. So I'm expecting that God is wanting to do something at our campus, in our College of Education, and I'm just foolish enough to think that if some people pray, you know, the book, the book says, well, in the frequently asked questions about having a prayer room or a prayer place to stand, it's like, well, what if you fail? And it's like, well, it'd probably be the most praying that happened, you know, in a long time for a lot of us, which is what I told my dean. It's, she's like, you mean at the end of the year when you got this, 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 and this, and you want to try and do this? I'm like, yes, ma'am. It's like, okay. Because <laughs> uh, she's a woman of prayer, too. So, ladies... If you don't mind, would you, would you stand? And anybody that needs prayer?